everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing episodes 3 and 4 of Money Heist, part 4. Episode 3 basically just covered Lisbon being notified by the cop. I failed to mention at the end of episode 2 that that cop is uh, uh, persuaded by the professor and Marcel to go tell Lisbon that everything is going to be okay. And so from there... Um, uh, she's notified that he's alive. There's a big flashback with the professor, uh, professor's brother stabbing a real, uh, a heavyset man and just kind of reiterating to us that he still is a pretty bad guy ultimately. And not to forget that, um, Nairobi wakes up from her surgery and we find out Rio has some serious PTSD from the torture that was, uh, uh, inflicted upon him when he was and uh when he's being interrogated i was like i don't recall him having to go through this type of torture or, or anything that traumatic at the end of part three i'd have to go back and check i do remember him being questioned i don't remember him having to go out and dig his own grave that sounded pretty intense and they said they were leaving him in uh cells that were you know uh, just a few feet wide and just just terrible conditions. Uh, it ends up that Rio lets, uh, uh, what's his name, Ganada go. Ganada is the Green Beret that is head of security at the bank, and he's tied up with Palermo. Palermo basically tells him, you know, you can remove your, th- your thumbs joint or something like that, and you can uh, you can escape the handcuffs. And I'm sure the Green Beret, Ganada, knew that, but he ends up getting out anyway, um, holding a gun to Rio. Rio decides uh, that he can't shoot him, and so Ganada is somewhere in the bank at the end of episode three. Nairobi uh, wakes up at the same time. Um, At the very beginning of this episode, episode four, he brought back, uh, we, they brought back the professor's brother once again, and Interesting fashion. I had no idea that uh, the professor's brother was going to be in so so prevalent in this season, and it still is laying out the tracks of um, how this um, heist was supposed to go down with the direction of Palermo and uh, Berlin. So we get a backstory with the hostage during this. This is the hostage being... Uh, Ganada, we find out he's already a hard ass and is somewhat of he has assassin skills. He's a green beret. He um, is uh, someone you don't want to mess with, and definitely someone you don't want to have going against you during a bank heist. I was like, oh fuck, you know this is this is like some real intense shit. Having out of all the people that escape, you got like the number one guy you don't want to escape. Um, so we get a decent backstory with this hostage. Um, Arturo is trying to call Denver's and Monica's bluff. Um, and he knows, I, I think Arturo knows that Denver and Monica are not killers, given that he was in the situation at a different look, you know, and he was in the previous heist. And he knows, I think, generally no one went down except for Berlin on their side. And so 
I think he already is trying to call their bluff by saying that there's more people trying to, to rebel than not. The thing is, they don't have guns or anything. So when Denver's shooting up in the air, in the you know, in the sky, I'm surprised the people outside, uh, the police weren't freaking out that they didn't kill any hostages for one thing, but also that the hostages that were in there didn't just sit down and shut up. Because I don't really, even though we know our main characters are not killers, those people don't know that, or they're not supposed to know that. So it looks like they're trying to build some sort of connection between uh, Raquel's, um, Rock, between Raquel and the detective Alicia through her husband's backstory. We find out Alicia, her husband, was killed. I believe. Sorry, he was not killed. He he died from cancer. I don't I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking of someone else, um, but. He dies from cancer, and it's this big revelatory thing. Long story short, her boss um, ends up saying that, I don't know if you're able to, uh, you know, perform in this environment, having that you just lost your husband to, you know, to within two months ago or something like that. And I thought that was a little bit big of a leap in logic. And she completely fr confronts him on that. I, I didn't know which way it was going to, you know, go at that point with the uh with with her boss saying um Tamayo saying you know I, I don't think you should work there Alicia straight up just announces to everybody in the office in the police unit the mobile police unit that she lost her husband and that she she knows the best thing for her right now is to be you know working for her so you know to to be working so that it keeps her mind off of uh, things she doesn't want to be thinking about, such as maybe the death of her husband. And so that's why she's, you know, so good at her job. That's why, you know, it's what makes her tick. And so I did feel like this was just so that this scene was there to set up just for her to say, you know, I want to, uh, this is what I want to do and this is why I'm doing it, uh, you know, explaining motivation. So, uh, Ganada is leaving a lot of people alive, even though he's cutting it extremely close. At the very beginning, we almost lose Nairobi, which I've come to the conclusion that we're probably not going to lose Nairobi out of these, you know, small different ways. Like, if they're not going to kill her after she sees her son, and then she gets shot, and then she gets, uh, you know, she's nearly smothered to death by Ganada. There's multiple times that if you try to... If you try to risk someone's life too many times within a, a series, it becomes a little bit draining, and you can only go to that well only so many times. I will say I'm getting a little bit strained on how many times they can um, inflict uh, possible death on Nairobi, mostly because I don't believe that she's going to die at this point. So, you know, she's she's lived through getting shot. She's lived through a bank heist. She's living through another bank heist. She's lived through a Green Beret almost killing her. There's just, like, multiple things that she's had to endure. And so going along with all these people that are still alive from this Green Beret, even though he's a quote-unquote assassin, he hasn't actually killed anybody, but he nearly kills Nairobi, almost kills Helsinki by, uh, you know, stringing him up. Um, and hanging him um, but 
Helsinki ends up being fine. Not that I not that I want any of these people to die. I just think they like their cast too much, and so um, I don't know if Money Heist has the cojones um, to really take anybody out in a, a serious fashion, with the exception of Berlin, which they they still are bringing these people back. Like I think they took out what was it, uh, uh, Denver's father, and they took off uh, Berlin as well, and they're taking off either like one notable character and then a side character or you know vice versa um but right now i think they like their they like the cast too much um in this 24 style of television it's like we're almost watching all of it in real time um allows them to have you know uh, 8 to 10 episodes and so um let's see Arturo needs a bullet in the ass. I know a lot of people are watching this and probably, you know, had a problem with this scene. Um, why is Arturo being creepy? Why does he have to be rapey? Why does he have to be this kind of guy? He's he's not made out to be this uh, conniving of an asshole um, and rapist in the first two seasons, I believe, but I do feel like the third season they were trying to bring him back so that it made him look like he was going to be more of uh, someone that just was a protagonist that just wasn't doing the right thing. But now he's turned into a complete asshole, uh, you know, drugging people and drugging women and trying to take advantage of them. I mean, it's just like, it's disgusting. He's um, he, he needs to be taken out. And which does surprise me by the way that they hold the hostages in this like for as secure as they appear they are they really aren't secure like Arturo's just moving back and forth from room to room um people are escaping left and right really I think they're doing a horrible job maintaining the hostages in uh this season at least so I once again with the Alicia thing I don't think anyone was doubting that she had a strong head on her shoulders and it's appeared that nobody knew about her death, uh, her death, her uh, husband's death. And the first they're hearing about it is, you know, her screaming about it at the top of her lungs. It's like nobody seemed to care. It seemed like a very irrelevant thing to have a conversation about, to scream about. Mostly just kind of puts her on a pedestal and allows her to, you know, give her two cents. But I was like, I don't feel like. Anybody had a doubt that you could run this shit because you've been running it the entire time pretty flawlessly since season three. And um, I think it was season three. And in, really no complaints. And the only doubt that they're going to have is is the doubt that she's putting in their mind. I, I really didn't feel like it, it, it was a helpful speech. Um, and Denver yelling about Rio being traumatized. Like, who talks to people? When they're traumatized like this, like, <laughs> like, what is going on with Denver having to just explain to people or scream to people that Rio is traumatized? I don't know in any scenario that you uh, just ex you uh, you just blurt that out in a way that that's helpful for any party. It just makes you look like an asshole. Like I don't. Uh, he ends up apologizing for it later, but jeez. Like, I don't think it, it made it seem like he was trying to, you know, reveal a big secret or something like that. But it's like revealing someone has PTSD is not exactly, um, you know, 
you know, people might want to keep it on the down low, but it it doesn't feel like the most secretive thing, but it also, it also doesn't feel like you need to just blurt it out. Jesus. Um, like, it's everybody needs to know. Like, the professor needs to know, and people that are putting you in charge need to know, but, like, Denver didn't need to know. And I, I do feel like it's weird that they're trying to kind of turn on Rio a little bit. They're putting in their heads that possibly he was a traitor and he gave up some information, which it's it, it sounds like he was tortured into giving information about the transporters that are holding Raquel's family. And so he might not necessarily be a rat. But, I mean, they're showing, you know, scenes of Rio holding the gun very close to Denver in the back of the head. Like, he could take him out if he wanted to. But that would just be a weird a weird takeout. Like, I, I feel like it's not with these characters to take each other out, at least in this form yet. Um, I, I don't know if that's the show. Um... Yeah, and then the Green Berets going around this entire place, fucking the whole camera system up. Professor can't see. Um, he's knocking everybody out, knocks out um, Tokyo, and it's the it's the typical someone gets knocked out, and there's a telephone, you know, left with the other person screaming on it, and you know that that, that trope happens every time, or the walkie-talkie, you know. Um, and so Nairobi went from not wanting to wanting to touch the guy with the ten foot pole, uh, Bogota to wanting to marry him or talk about marriage. Um, that was quite a 180. I was not expecting that. I mean, Bogota has definitely been, you know, on hands and knees doing whatever she needs to be, uh, whatever she needs done for her. But, uh, but I was just like, oh, my Atlanta. Like, that's a big skip in logic, you know, for, for me personally. Um, you know, skipped a few steps. Uh, Monica talks about scars from torture. Where are your scars from torture? That is kind of a fucked up question, in my opinion. I mean, everybody's wearing these suits. What what does he want? She want facial scarring on Rio to prove that he actually was tortured? Like, there's I feel like there's multiple ways you could be tortured uh, without actually showing any um, scarring. I thought that was not a clever question and kind of intrusive. And I would be pissed if I was Rio as well. I was like, you know, fuck you. Um, uh, Ganada is like a monster in the vents. He's like, <sighs> you know, like, uh, waiting for Tokyo before he gets her. Um, he, you know, crashes through the vents. Um, he's also looking at, uh, I think it's Monica and Rio in that one scene. And he's just, you know, c- continues in the vents a little bit more. It's a lot of overlooking, um, of our main characters. And he's very, uh, conniving this uh, Green Beret guy. He actually goes into the uh, the fucking panic room and he can see everything that's going on in the bank and the professor can't. And now he has a full arsenal with grenades. He has, uh, you know, bullets. He has, uh, you know, sorry, ammunition. He has grenades. He has uh, what's guns. He has everything he needs to basically take out the crew. So it's, uh, it's a little unnerving for what could be happening next with everyone. Um, you know, T- Tokyo is someone that yeah, I'm I'm worried about her. But this Green Beret guy hasn't killed anybody. I feel like even though the you know Tamayo's saying you know you, the only way you can take out everybody is in self defense. Um, yeah, that's that's probably accurate. And you probably would be you know looked at as a hero. You know, uh, the Green Beret guy Ganada. I keep forgetting his name sometimes. Um, you know he 
is somewhat of a John McClane character. I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie that he is kind of a badass. And if you looked at him as the good guy, he, you know, is potentially um, going to whoop some ass. But I, I have a feeling that there's going to be a reversal on what's going to happen on the Green Beret guy. I'm not, a, you know, they. Berlin implies that the only way that this is going to be able to be taken out is if they take out the Green Beret guy and the professor gives Tokyo, you know, full permission that anything you do needs to be done in self-defense, but it absolutely is necessary because it's either you or him. And so there is that kind of vital uh, sense of urgency. The thing is, you know, are, you know, the people that write this like their uh, character so much that the Green Beret guy in another show probably should have taken out, uh, you know, probably should have killed Nairobi, probably should have killed Helsinki. And in, in another uh, s- script draft, they probably actually did die, but they, you know, they, they haven't exactly built out the rest of their, um, um, you know, their cast yet. I thought they were going to start doing it with uh, Arturo and the the one chick that he's um, defiling, but that ter- that's going to turn into a sour... Um, relationship and uh yeah it's it's not gonna be good um we also got Palermo screaming at the top of his lungs and he knows the entire plan from the Berlin and Professor perspective he's with them in almost every flashback scene I forget that because Berlin and Palermo were kind of an intimate couple at one point and so they are you know very much, uh, you know, giddy giddy about each other. But the uh, the thing is, you got to think about um, Palermo knows all the ins and outs of the plan. So just got to be keeping that in the back of our minds. Um, thank you all for listening, watching Look It All podcast. Whether you're watching or listening on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, YouTube, uh, you know, Discord, all the popular uh, social medias, um, you name it, Look It All podcast is available there. Um, be sure to check out the Portrait of a Lady on Fire review. We just dropped it like it's hot, and you know, because it, it's on fire. And um, um, what else we have? Uh, devs. We um, devs on Hulu, and then we have uh, part four of Money Heist. And uh, yeah, like I said, part four Money Heist continuing to come down the tube. Um, Earlier seasons are available in um, in the links, and uh, I'll update the links so that they um, complete to the right place. And thank you for listening, watching Lug It Out podcast. Um, we could not do this without you. If you have a few, like a dollar or two, that you're uh, willing to donate to the podcast, it absolutely helps keep the streaming equipment going, keeps the streams flowing, keeps the content going. Thank you. Uh, for donating and dig it ease. I don't care.